is I just completely forgot the name of our podcast. Hello. <laughs> Hello, this is Waffly Bollocks, the wrestling podcast where uh, we're just not going to take anything as seriously as you would like us to. So be prepared for that. Um, we are recording on Saturday, the 17th of June. Something significant about Saturday, the 17th of June, 2023, isn't there? Nope. <laughs> no. No, 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 there's not. Nothing happens today. Nothing's going to happen today. It's fine. There's no wrestling today. Uh, it's all good. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I have to acknowledge that today, well, like tomorrow, because we're in the UK, but today technically is the first episode of AEW Collision. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you can tell how excited we are. <laughs> Not at all. Like, every time they announce something about it, I'm like... Do you, you don't want me to watch this and that's fine like I think I'm being uh, like maybe I'm being slightly hypocritical because sometimes I'm like there's enough wrestling out there so if you don't like eg the young bucks I don't know why you wouldn't but if you don't you could just watch something else yeah you can just go this isn't for me I'll just wait till the next match and maybe that'll be more to my taste yeah. so it's fine like if they want to make collision and they want to put CM Punk FTR Wardlow the fucking TNT belt. Um, who else is going over there that we know of? Oh, they're gonna they're gonna make Orange go over, aren't they? For a bit. <sighs> I know. I know. That's the only thing that's gonna. That's the only thing that's gonna lure me in. For everyone else that they put over there, I'm like, it's fine. I never have to see you again. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it is. It does. To a point, I think it does feel a bit like the Island of Misfit Toys, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. you've got Punk, which, okay. Um, then you've got, like, FTR, who Dax got everyone's backs up with his nonsense. And then it, it just seems to be, like, people who've at some point caused problems. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, like, Andrade. Andrade, yeah. um, Miro, Miro who hasn't mm. been on TV for ages because supposedly, according to podcasts who who are far <laughs> more connected than us, uh, wouldn't <laughs> put Hobbs over, I think. It was like he was due to beat, uh, get beaten by Hobbs at a pay-per-view. Mm. And um, he said, that doesn't work for me, brother. And uh, <laughs> he, um, yeah, so that ended up being like, oh, well, we haven't got anything for you at the minute. Then if you if you don't want to do that, then we haven't got anything for you. So he's not been there for months and months and months until he turned up on. I think it was on the week where it started off like Tony Khan is going to make an announcement. And then it yeah. just started like several weeks of Tony Khan's going to make an announcement. And it, it was like that week, I think it was, was it Rosa, Miro and Andrade all turned up like going into the back office or something? Yes. Except I think, and didn't Andrade not do it? Wasn't there like, Oh, no, I can't remember. Yeah, I think there was, like, uh, a thing where he was meant to be one of them, but he didn't want to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, right, the part of me that is just fueled by schadenfreude is, like, Collision is just full of guys who just don't want to do what they're told. Yeah. Like, how is that going to work? I Well, that's the thing. I, I just wonder if, because you've got, sort of a show that's full of those sort of combustible characters if you like mm. who are sort of I think a lot of them with the exception of Rosa I think with Miro Andrade certainly they are from that WWE system where it's kind of like if you get beaten somebody uh, by somebody sorry you're being buried Mm. and it's like if you're not winning all the time then the boss doesn't like you and you're gonna slip down the card and which isn't how it works in AEW like I mean if you look at how many times like Danielson's been beaten and and I mean Mm. uh, certainly like Kenny in the beginning um he got tons of losses on his record in the beginning he got beaten by Mox he got beaten by Pac got beaten by Jericho I believe as well, like before everything all started proper on the telly. 
Um, and it wasn't really until he started wrestling as a tag team with Hangman that he started picking up wins. And I think because at the time, those sort of EVPs were all about putting other people over. So mm-hmm. that was why we got the thing with Cody and he can never challenge for the world title, which I think was with hindsight and probably at the time as well, I think was a pretty bad idea. So, yeah, it's like it's in AEW. It's not so much of a problem if you lose a match, because at some point you're going to get that win back. And it's not the case that if you do lose you're gonna slip down the card and never get booked and and what have you or although at least it was that in the beginning see the thing is now it's a situation where the roster is so crammed full of people and and, yeah. and thankfully he's kind of settled down a bit on on the signing people <laughs> thing yeah because at one point it was like they had one show on tv and they were booking people and, and, and signing people and signing people and signing people. And it's like, well, how are you going to fit them all on a two-hour show every week? Or, or like an hour and a half, really, if you take the adverts out of it. But then they got Rampage and now they've got Collision. And it sort of it gives everybody a bit of space to, to sort of breathe, I think, maybe. Like, so, you know, say somebody doesn't get booked for Wednesday, maybe they can go over to Saturday if they want to. Um, which some of them might not, given the circumstances. Like, Mm. mm, with... Mm. (laughs) Oh, are we going to get into this? Um, Like, (laughs) the thing is... Go for it. I would have preferred, say, if they were getting a second show. I mean, one one thing would have been to maybe turn it into, like, to possibly have Ring of Honor on Saturday. Mm. as a second show that would have been quite cool you could get crossover because i mean a lot of the roster at aw have been at ring of honor anyway so you know you could have that crossover but as it is collision is sort of like a quarantine zone for certain (laughs) certain types of people it does get mentioned but it only really gets mentioned on on like twitter and stuff chatting about it like i've not really heard too many podcasts talking about it but i i think in which it with that it's more it's like well we're getting punk back so whatever it doesn't matter yeah. like every everything else is secondary to the fact that punk is a special little guy and he's getting his special little guy show but like he can't he can't fight for two hours he can't fight himself i mean he probably fucking talk for two hours but like Wait, how are you Christ, play? no. No, that would be the worst. <laughs> how are you going to... Like, he's got to have someone to fight. And it seems like... I know a lot of it, this is just, like, sort of dirt sheet. Um, like... It is, but, I mean, nonsense, at the same probably, time, you know, like, that's that's all we've got to go off, really. It is, yeah. It just seems like he's saying no to everyone. Like, supposedly he rejected a programme with Jericho. Uh, oh, there's something else that he'd said no to. Like, I don't... I don't really know what's going to happen. It's just going to be like, is it just going to be like him and FTR fighting any of the like young guys who still get kind of starry eyed at going out to dinner with Punk and him giving them a Starbucks card? Like, what? I don't really know what's going to happen. And the other thing is, is like how how many people are going to be sort of put over if that's the case? Because yeah. We've got, I mean, when you've, at the minute, we've got, like, the main event of the show tonight, and we've got Samoa Joe, uh, Jay White, and Juice Robinson versus CMFTR. And it's like, should Jay White, I mean, Jay White's, like, the the ex-New Japan world champion. He's, you know, I know some people are very much like, well, he hasn't been in any of the big feds, so it doesn't matter. (sighs) But he was... He was, you know, he was New Japan World Champion. Should he really be yeah. taking a loss at this point? I would say. Do you think he's gonna? Not. I know, I know, I know. By the by, the time we put this out, this will basically be a moot point. But like, do you think he's gonna lose? Do you think Punk and FTR have to are gonna win this one? Yeah. Because I part of me's like they will because of egos, but then part of me's like, well, maybe they. No, part of me's like maybe they want to do storytelling, but I've forgotten who I'm talking about. <laughs> 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 they don't want no, to do that. 
no. Uh, no, I, I don't think they'll win. I don't think they'll win. I think I think probably Juice. Probably Juice will take the pin. Um, oh, I love Juice Robinson. I, he's so funny. I love of those, him. Of those six men, Juice Robinson, I do I do enjoy Juice Robinson a lot. He's he's just hilarious with the whole he thing is. when he was just yelling at Ricky all the time. <laughs> so funny. I just I just um yeah, I just look at him and I'm delighted because he's always wearing something insane and making a wild face and I'm just never prepared for what I'm gonna see. When no, I see Juice Robinson. He gives great face, doesn't he? He's <laughs> he always really does. mugging. I love him. He's so fun. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. I mean, again, Juice, a new Japan talent, probably this early on in his AEW run should be getting more wins than he is. But it doesn't seem to be happening yet. I mean, but I don't know obviously I don't know what the plan is for tonight, but I I would be very, very surprised if cmftr don't win in chicago like oh fuck yeah yeah you're right you're right right. well next week we can uh (laughs) we can come back to this and be like yeah i I, that's thing if i'm wrong then fair enough but delightful yeah but who knows um it doesn't seem likely does it no and in in all of his sort of talk about when he like when he came in about you know putting young guys over he didn't let any of them win, though, did he? <laughs> you know, it's like, yes, I'll put you over, except I'm not going to put you over at all because I'm going to beat yeah. you. Like, it, it's it's one of them. It, it's With Punk, it's like he says he he's going to do all these things and he wants to do all these things. And then you've got people like Mox and Danielson who don't say anything, but they do it. Whereas yeah. Punk just says he's going to do it, and he doesn't. Do you know what I mean? And Chris Jericho, yeah, I did. Chris Jericho as well. Like, yeah. he will lose to anyone. Like, mm. look at that. I mean, obvious example being that Action Andretti. Action fight. Andretti, like, yeah. It's yeah. such a like. I I may not agree with many of Chris Jericho's like political opinions, but he see he does seem like he legitimately will put over young talent. Absolutely, and yeah. He, he yeah. doesn't let his ego get in the way of that. And it, and I don't think it does diminish him as a performer. Like No, no, because the thing is, and and I would argue that, that Punk is on that level as well, where he can take the losses and yeah. won't lose anything in, in terms of, like, character or, um, the, you know, the mystique or the legend of, of, of the character or whatever. But he just doesn't do it. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think. Who did? Who beat him? Oh, Mox beat him. Mox beat him in that thing that was Rocky Three, and he didn't get the reference, and it was very <laughs> funny. Um, uh, did MJF beat him? Yes, he did. And MJF actually, MJF beat him in Chicago, I think, didn't he? Oh. I think so. There's there's a, a check in the in the column for whether he might take a loss tonight, but yeah. I can't see it. I, I, you know, first show back and everything. I, I can't see it. I can't see Juice and Jay and, and Joe going over. <laughs> Although I, I love Juice, Jay and Joe. Like, Triple J. <laughs> I've got a Triple J again, another Triple J. Uh, <laughs> now that, in fact, does, do you, does the Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal assorted extras faction have a name? I don't think they do, do they? No, I think on Twitter they, they've been called like team T- team team tna or lol tna oh, right. uh but they haven't got a proper faction name yet i don't think they need that factions should have names i appreciate that like when best friends got bandido in like they became best amigos like i'm like this is good you should do this so you can differentiate between you know who you're talking about yeah and then when they team up with rocky they're chaos and yeah, yeah the fluidity in our in our it's faction good. names that's what we like it's what we like okay I think we should stop trying to predict the future and jump to talking about this week because uh, we can talk about something that we know actually did happen. <laughs> yeah, it's just wild speculation. The, up until the crystal this ball point. section of the podcast. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed Dynamite this week, putting it out there. I had a really good time, especially the first and last matches. Yes, yeah, for sure. They were cracking both of them i wasn't sure what to expect out of um mjf and cole but Mm. that was a banger it was so good 
It was so good. That's the thing. And and MJF does get a lot of shit for wrestling like 0.8 times a month, which is, <laughs> you know, I. but at the same time thinking about it, they do tend to protect champions like that in AEW. Yeah. They do end up well. just having, well, like, yeah, unless they just manage <laughs> to. exception. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they do just manage to injure themselves before they even had a title defense, but yeah, I think I think maybe he comes in for a bit of criticism. But then when he does have a match, it's so good. Yeah, I I'm uh, MJF was my number one for a really long time. Um, I, like I I would actually say potentially MJF is the reason I got into wrestling. Um, I <gasps> I love him. Like I love him. Like like. <laughs> I can't even I, I just love him so much like you know like I know that he MJF the character is like a massive heel a terrible person who you know drove his car into a tree and stuff but um I never feel like I hate him I'm always delighted to see him yeah because I know yeah. something fun will happen and I think what we were just talking about about um like willingness to put other guys over like I, I, he does do that like he does. in the four pillars thing he was always like kind of talking up the other guys and he doesn't mind like looking very very silly um yeah like the whole rebar mitzvah thing like like i can't see cm punk ever letting someone push him into a cake no <laughs> i would love to see it yeah, i would I love to see it but it's <laughs> never gonna happen no but i think that's why i really so mjf for me like I know people complain about his really long promos and I always talking too long. I don't care. I will listen to him forever. Like I'm, I don't I don't know. I'm like hypnotized. I just love him. And this is going to right, I'm going to say something really stupid. You can laugh at me. But like, he's <laughs> okay. I hope he's all right because I feel like the whole thing is not clear whether the whole thing about his fiance dumping him was kayfabe or not. I think it wasn't. I, I that I think I I did read that somewhere that it, it was legit. Uh, poor oh. fella. But they make so much like there've been so many nasty jokes about it. Like even even Darby um, doing that whole like Elvis wedding chapel gag about MJF waiting at the altar for someone who didn't show up. And I was like, I know he's a pro wrestler and that this is what they do, but he is just like a twenty-seven year old, and I hope yeah. I just I hope he's okay. No, no, that's I'm not gonna laugh at that because that's absolutely fair. I mean, we. I remember at the time when we were watching it, I, I, we sort of said the same thing. It was like, oh man, like, oh, yeah, like, the poor like, guy, uh... like, and especially, I mean, fair dues to him for like working it into an angle because obviously, yeah. you know, he okayed it and everything. Yeah, but it was, you know, I, I think that's the problem with, uh, sort of when you go into work shoot kind of stuff i think maybe it starts getting a bit too close to home and then that can cause problems outside of wrestling which yeah which you don't want you don't want yeah i really enjoyed that documentary that someone made about him where it's it's very much playing up like how much is he lying how much of the whole backstory is true and like yeah he has a different backstory for every match i just i just i just think he's super charismatic Um, he is and, and I, I love watching him wrestle. He's really like good at telling a story in the ring. Um, I just think he's, I just think he's the best. And obviously, like I super love Adam Cole as well. And so, like when he came out to challenge Max, uh, that was really delightful because I'm like, he's he needs someone who can go up against him on on the mic. And I think, yeah, like Darby did a good job, but like the other two so so yeah Adam yeah. Cole seems like a great like can bring make this feud last for months I will be well up for it I think the four pillars thing the the match itself was brilliant the match was fantastic. the match was brilliant incredible yeah but it's one of those things where it kind of and no I, this is gonna sound shady but it's really not <laughs> it sort of illustrated why Max is the champion Yes. To me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and the other three aren't quite there yet. And I I think that's the thing. It's like they will get there. Mm-hmm. But I think Max has got such a good grasp of how it all works and what gets over and what doesn't get over. Whereas mm-hmm. the other three are still like they've got some they've got the characters down, but it's just sort of 
they're just sort of grasping at something they're not quite there yet but they will be eventually but max yeah. is sort of he's almost like on on the accelerated path he's like a prodigy he's yeah just so good but he's obviously a big fan he's a huge wrestling fan and, and has yeah, been for a very a long nerd, time and it's yeah he he knows <laughs> things that are very obscure that you wouldn't like even i probably don't know a lot of the stuff that he knows about wrestling and i'm an old person so you know <laughs> it's he's yeah, I think he's he's one of those things where, like I say, in the, in the Four Pillars match, it was very much like, well, we know why Max is the champ because yeah. he's just so much further ahead. He's, he wrestles and his character is like that of somebody who's 10 years older than he is. Yeah. You know, because it, it takes people a long time to, a lot of the time, I think, to hone their character's and find things that work whereas what max has done like developing his character on the indies by the time he got to AEW, he was a fully formed fully developed character he knew what he was about he knew what he was going to say he knew yeah. what would go over with the fans he knew what would piss them off like he's an expert at manipulating the audience into mm, doing mm-hmm. what like because he will get the crowd cheering and chanting for the other person yeah. Like he always gets a big pop when he comes out, but in the match itself or in the promo, he will turn the attention to the person he's facing <laughs> and get the crowd behind them because that's he's the heel, that's what he's there to do. I feel like I've heard Adam Cole talk about that as well, that like he will come out and do the whole Adam Cole baby thing and everyone will cheer, but like uh over the course of the match he'll do something to make you boo him. Yeah. Or at least heal adam cole i don't really know what's happening with adam cole's character right now i would say because he came back and obviously everyone's really happy that he's back and healthy and then it seemed like we're doing a baby face cole thing maybe but i don't know if we are like it feels like some things are telling me that that's what's happening and then they'll put him in a match and he'll like you know pull out a fire extinguisher or he'll bring in sabu or you know, you're like, these aren't the actions of a face. No, or hit somebody with a belt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it's a little bit confused at the minute. And, and it's, it is all down to the fact that he got that head injury. And because yeah. um, obviously he was a heel before he went. But you mm-hmm. can't, it's rare that somebody will come back from a long absence or a long injury and not get a massive pop when they come back. Yeah, of course. You're not going to boo someone who's just come back. No, exactly. Especially in that case, because we know he was so close to not coming back at all. Yeah. You know, so it it was one of them where it was like, yeah, no, yeah, you kind of have to turn him babyface, don't you, at this point? But at the same time, it was kind of jarring from the fact that he was such a heel, and it looked like we were going towards uh, like the elite versus the undisputed elite kind mm. of you know and then there was that whole thing happened and bobby fish left and and now he's back it's like i i, I don't know i think may, maybe the waiting for um kylo riley potentially before they decide what they're gonna do that would be lovely yeah i, I just sort of feel like yeah i feel like I, how i've sort of to- told myself the story here is that like like, yeah, he's he's kind of a good guy now, but I feel like being Adam Cole, at some point there will be, like, a massive betrayal because that kind of seems, seems, from what little I've seen of, like, his NXT stuff, kind of seems what, like, what he does. Like, that's yeah. what you want is a big, like, you know, he's going to do a big emotional moment with someone like Roddy or whatever and then he's going to just go for a low blow. Like, yeah, that's kind yeah, of just his, kick him in the like, balls. Yeah, so I, so I wonder if, like, it'll just, you know, we'll get a little time of this where he is doing little heel things, but you can still mostly cheer for him. And then at some point when he's, like, sort of back and established and, and whatever, then there will be, like, a big heel turn moment. Yeah, I think may, maybe Roddy... Roddy might get it in the bollocks, yeah. I think. <laughs> Watch out, Roddy. Buy some uh, protective underwear. Buy That's a cup. Buy a cup. Yeah. Everyone always God. forgets to wear a cup. Just wear a they cup. They never... They don't... Right. I've listened to so much of, like, the, the like, old um, like, High Spots interviews with Chuck and Trent. And, like, they talk about underwear that wrestlers wear all the time. And I'm like, 
Guys, this seems ill-advised. I feel like you should should be wearing protection. Yeah, you know, you'd think after this many years of wrestlers getting punched in the balls, you'd think they would wear something to stop it from happening. Just like, like every time I see someone like, uh, like try and do like a um a spot on the rope and they like come down with their legs either side of it, and you're like, well, that had to fucking hurt. Like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know, I don't know, and like bloody Kyle Fletcher, Kyle Fletcher's never gonna have children <laughs> jesus <laughs> christ can that man just stop eating stop. shit on railings jesus literally, christ literally 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 that fucking the i can't remember which one it was there was like there was like the two wasn't there's there one where he hit his head and the next one where he apparently broke his ribs but like that didn't stop him from wrestling the other the match like the following week and then there's that one where like he's climbing up and Mark Davis like kind of like pulls him down back down and is like no yes, <laughs> and, like pack yes. it in Get your feet on the ground. No more. Um, <laughs> naughty boy, like, stay. <laughs> Sit, stay. He is. Um, he's just yeah. like an over-enthusiastic puppy. He just wants to jump off all the things. But he does. It, yeah, it, it was the one in... Um, I'm trying to think. It was the match where he just busted his head open. Yeah. As well. Yeah. That was well, that was a title match, wasn't it? In fact, they, yes. maybe they both were. Yeah, because... Oh, yeah, of course, because they got the two... Lots of titles, didn't they? They got the strong titles yeah. and the New Japan yeah. titles. But yeah, he's, he's just landed sort of like ribs first over the railings. And it's like at AEW, you've got those railings with the paddings o- over yeah. the top. So it wouldn't be so bad. But like at but... New Japan, it's just bare metal. And, it's, and it seems like they're really do... close to the ring as well. They are. Yeah, there's a lot less room there. There's a lot less room for a big six foot four boy to fall and smash his head open. Yeah, yeah, that was a bit... Oh, bless him. I thought he was done for the match, mm-hmm. like, and, and after he hit his head. But then he like, just rolls into the ring with a bandage on and finishes the match. It's crazy. These young people. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. I, I, I'm like... <laughs> Like watching these things would be like I I'm I'm in pain watching you. Mm. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Why do you do these things to yourselves? Because you're young and made of rubber, I guess. Yeah, I think I think that's basically just what it is. They they're young and they can take it, especially at New Japan as well because they they do hit fucking hard, and it's like because there isn't it's like with strong style stuff it it is a lot more hard hitting and things and i and i think as well that that sort of can be to a lot of wrestlers detriment because they end up really wrecking themselves before Mm. they've even properly gotten started kind of thing like you know you get trained to land on your head and shit um and it's like it, it just it's crazy it looks great don't get me wrong it looks great but there's a lot of times when i'm watching new japan it's just like oh jesus christ there is no way that doesn't hurt and, and that's the other thing we're wrestling it's like people go oh you know it's fake and it's like mm-hmm. yeah but you watch that shit and tell me it doesn't hurt yeah. like there is no way it doesn't hurt exactly like, like yeah I, I was trying to make some friends watch some wrestling and they're like how do they do this so it doesn't hurt it's like i don't think they do i think that just hurts like yeah they they obviously have ways of, of doing things that are safer and less painful but like yeah a lot of this stuff st- and also like you still have to be able to do all the acrobatics and the like backflips and the moonsaults and stuff yeah. that that like people going, oh, it's fake. It's like, yeah, but they're still doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. CGI. Like they're still flying through the air and probably knackering their knees in the process. Like, like absolutely. Like, right. So things that things things that I feel like are obvious, but like have only become clear to me like recently. Number one is that that wrestling trope where if you set up like a pile of tables, you're going to be the one going through it. Yep. Like. Is obviously because then you know that you've set it up safely for yourself to go through it. True, true. Yeah, that, um, that makes sense. And the other thing is that a pile driver looks fucking nasty for the person getting dropped on their head. But really, they're not getting dropped on their head. They're getting dropped on, like, their shoulders. And the person whose knees have just hit the ring is probably hurting themselves yeah, yeah. more. Yeah. Mm. Definitely with pile drivers. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it looks nasty, but it is one of the safe well, I say that and there's people who've broken the necks on pile drivers when it's gone wrong. But it's one of those things I think they're safe if you can do them safely. 
Yes. All of them well, are yeah. if you can't. And that's like, I mean, that's how sort of like going years back, Stone Cold broke his neck. And because um, Owen Hart gave him a jumping pile driver and he rather than Owen's knees hitting the floor, Austin's head hit the floor. And then he was like, I think yeah. he was pretty much paralyzed for, for a minute oh, or two. God. And um, and then they managed to get him like the match went to the end i think they did a quick finish like they they called an audible or whatever and i think i think it was a situation where austin had to win so it was a case of like austin just doing whatever he could manage to knock owen out and then pin him and get out of there and get to hospital fucking hell fucking hell imagine carrying on when you've broken your actual neck like it's people do this is the crazy thing people do do it i mean because there was a whole the whole thing with kurt angle was oh i wrestle with a broken freaking neck and it's like at the same time i'm thinking yeah that's kind of badass but at the same time should you be doing that (laughs) really no definitely shouldn't no i'm just thinking maybe you know maybe don't do that because you'll probably make it worse (laughs) Absolutely. Like, get some healthcare, which obviously is a complicated situation. Oh, we're in, in America, especially. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, God. No, that's a whole other fucking topic we could get into. But but yeah, I won't because this is a wrestling you know when podcast. We said, <laughs> it's a wrestling podcast. And you know when we said we had a plan and we were going to stick to it? I'm just like, <laughs> most, most of this plan is about to get scrapped because I'm looking at that time on the clock being like, oh, shit. Um, Should we skip to the end of Dynamite? Obviously, the Elite versus Blackpool Combat Club was awesome. Yeah. But that ending I was losing my mind because like, <laughs> yeah, like it was just because I kind of I braced myself for Surprise Kenny uh, and we got Surprise Kenny which was nice hey everybody um, loves Surprise Kenny <laughs> uh, yeah always always a pleasure to see Kenny Omega uh, and then Jeans Omega entered the chat again and, and sent Twitter <laughs> into a frenzy the Kenny girlies yeah. on Twitter lost their mind <laughs> He's just very beautiful, isn't he? Um, uh, lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> that Kenny! Yeah, he's a... Oh. <laughs> oh, yes, Takeshita. Next, right? No? No, it was it was Takeshita. Then Kenny? No, yeah. Eddie, didn't Eddie come out first? Eddie oh, came fuck, out yeah. first. Surprise Eddie, of course. Surprise, Surprise Eddie. Eddie Kingston, yes. which was a delight. Because I wasn't Absolute sure delight. he was going to turn up in AEW before he went to do the G1, which is next month, I think. Yes. Because um, obviously he went, oh, I quit AEW and ever. And then yes. this the stupid thing about that was like, I think Tony Khan had to go on a podcast and say, no, no, it's just, it's a storyline. <laughs> yes, really. Also, that's not, how, that's not how it would work. Oh, my God, people understand wrestling, please. Um Yes, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. That's what I, so I was braced for Jeans Omega to enter the chat and instead Eddie Kingston's music hit and it sort of took my brain a second to be like, wait, this isn't what I thought was happening. I, I know this music. I know who's coming. <laughs> um, it was so very exciting. It was a lovely surprise. I mean, it's always a pleasure to see Edward. Bless him. And he came in and he beat up Claudio and then had a lovely moment with Mox where you're like, oh, oh, what's happening? Like emotions oh. are happening. Oh, the feels. The feels. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, right? So I think, so I, I have always had a problem with understanding storytelling that isn't through words, which sounds really stupid, but like, like I don't, I don't know, something about, it, it doesn't work for me. Like I, I can read a book. If you try, if I try and read a comic, I will read the words and not look at the pictures because um, my brain just doesn't do it. But wrestling is teaching me physical storytelling, which I enjoy a lot. So yeah, they're just watching like their posture change in that moment of like being like, oh, you're attacking my teammate, but you're my friend. But what are you doing here? And what you know, that was like lovely, beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was. It was lovely, lovely bit of storytelling. <laughs> it, it that's the thing. I, I think, and I'm going to end up going off on a tangent again. But it, with AEW, <laughs> uh, especially, it's they do as much storytelling in the ring as they do outside of it. There's a whole generation of people who've grown up watching wrestling where everything's explained to you you've got video packages for everything you've got um i mean recaps of what you've just seen after the commercial 
break like you're just going to have completely forgotten everything about it in in four minutes like so these days I think you get people who are sort of like well I I don't know who this person is because they didn't get a video package and it's like just watch them have a match literally all you need to do watch them have a match because they will tell you who they are in the ring and and I think that is a thing that people are still getting used to to a point because they're so used to being I I don't want to say spoon fed, but I am going to say spoon fed. It's it's, they've just been spoon fed all the information that they need through that. And I think also with AEW, you've got to give a lot of credit to um, like Excalibur because that man knows fucking everything. It seems about like he's, he's obviously he's a scholar of wrestling and he will tell you details about this match that these two people in the ring have had in another company 10 years ago. And this is why they don't get along. And and he's very good at filling those gaps for people who may not necessarily watch like New Japan or Impact or other companies that aren't WWE, because that's like, you know, the big quarantined off not allowed to talk about it, not allowed to talk about what they did over there because it'll cause a, a ruckus. Like, but I, I think it's something that people are still getting used to because it's been around what how long 2019 wasn't it that AEW started? So yeah, not quite four years. It's sort of it's only been around and it's the way they do things is influenced by not necessarily Western wrestling companies all the time it's influenced by like japan and Mm. mexico and it's kind of like a melting pot of all these influences and in with western audiences in particular it's some things are like well wwe doesn't do it like that so obviously it's wrong you know and and i think it's gonna take Mm. some time for people to adjust to how it's done and and get used to not being told everything like explained to them and and given a pamphlet explaining who this is and where they've come from and why they're there and why they're (laughs) fighting with this sometimes people just want to have a fight you know I don't like your face let's have a fight like you know it doesn't need all this exposition no it doesn't and and I'm really enjoying how much like obviously because I'm coming to this still pretty fresh like a lot of guys who even have been around a long time I don't know so they can show up and I'll just be like oh I don't know this person like see if they're any good you know and I can judge them on just yeah. like what they do in the ring and what they you know and if they give a promo or whatever but like I I, I love discovering someone new to fall in love with like even like I mean this is just yesterday I was scrolling on Twitter and I saw a graphic for a podcast uh, and the guest was wearing a T-shirt that said something like, oh God, I forgot what it was now. It's something like, tell your little dork-ass friends to get into wrestling or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, that is a fucking amazing T-shirt. I need it, it is. So, so I Googled it and um, and it turns out that it's merch for a wrestler called Warhorse, who I've hey, never heard of. Hey, Warhorse, he's, he's so <laughs> yeah, fun. But, I'd never heard of him, but I had a, a looking on like uh, pro wrestling tees, uh, all his other merch, and being like, "Oh, it's a lot of like um, uh, heavy metal parody stuff." Mm, mm. This seems cool. I wonder who this guy is, like where I can see him. So I googled and like found his Twitter, found that he was posting about a promotion that he worked for. Like went on their website, and they had a bunch of of past live streams that were up to watch for free. So I just watched uh, I watched him fight um, Eddie Kingston, as it turned out. So hey. I was like, oh, I know, I know Eddie, and I can watch this new guy, and I can learn who he is. And, like, that's the fun of it for me. Like, I didn't yeah. need... I didn't need someone to come in and but go, oh, this is who this is. Oh, 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 here's your package. Like I can just discover it. And like, and it's happened to me at live shows that I've been to as well, like indie shows in the UK that I'll go to because... Takesh does wrestling there, or mm. who's the other one? I don't know. Some, some or like... Yeah, someone will be there that I know. But then, obviously, watching the rest of the show, you just discover other people. Like, uh, Cara Noir, I love. Never heard of him ever before. But, yeah, obviously, came out and did his amazing intro with his black swan get up. And I was just like, I am in love. (laughs) I'm (laughs) going to find out about this person and what they do and who they are. And, um, yeah, like, how do people not enjoy that? Like, they're just like, I just want to see my guys who used to be in WWE punch each other. That's what I want. Like, yeah, that is I think not, that is literally it, it, though. I think that is, I, I think that is what the, 
sort of divide is between older and newer fans like because mm. people who've sort of gotten into it from AEW I think they're used to the way AEW do things which isn't a bunch of video packages taking up half the show and and you know and overly long promos although there are some overly long promos and we'll probably <laughs> get to that um it's it, it's one of those things it's it's like you sort of get these sort of older guys a lot of them have got podcasts <laughs> well i don't why should i care i don't know who he is and it's like well just watch a fucking match it's not hard i mean one of the biggest sort of uh, sort of um talent i got into recently is aussie open i didn't see a vid what i didn't see one video package about aussie open i saw them come in have a match it yeah. was awesome. That's that's enough. That's enough for yeah. me. But you do get to know their characters because they come from New Japan, and yes. they do a lot of character work in the ring. You just have to watch it. Yeah, I don't get. I think this is why I struggle to watch WWE because I'm watching like a match, and it tends to be like multiple guys who all look very similar. Like they're all the same shape and size, and oh, they're yeah. not telling me anything about themselves in the ring like i watch someone like like matt jackson matt jackson is incredible at this at just like you just watch him and he's just telling you everything like the way he moves the way he holds his face like he's constantly just doing character work in the yeah. ring like same with mjf same with orange cassidy same with any of these guys like but then you can just watch i don't know someone like someone like wardlow who i feel has just got nothing going on at the moment. Like, yeah. What does he? T- what does he tell me ever? Anything? Nothing. I mean, that's the thing. I, in the run up to his TNT run, um, we had the package where he was talking about his dad and stuff, and that was that was yeah. very sweet. But other than that, yeah. I mean, he's one of those guys who he's very good. He's very good in the ring, but he doesn't tell us a lot about his character other than he is a big guy and he comes and chucks people around yeah. and then power bombs them until they can't be power bombed no more and <laughs> i mean like, you know sometimes that's all you need but it is yeah. it's a very shallow character yeah kind of. yeah 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 because yeah. it's just not going anywhere it's like oh okay you you won cool you're gonna beat up some security guys why are you beating up security guys we don't know you no. just are. Yeah, mm. just he's he's angry. He's an angry man. He's going <laughs> to be up some man. security guards, and and but yeah, I mean that is cool sometimes. But it's sort sometimes. of it's not what you want to watch all the time. And and WWE does tend to be that a lot of the time. There is a lot of sort of very shallow characters. It's like oh, this guy wears a funny hat. Like you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't yeah. really get any any deeper than that. And then when you look at people like um sort of Kenny, who was obviously, and I would say Hangman as well, who who've put a lot of thought into their character and what motivates them. And um it, they do a lot of, of again, they do a lot of the storytelling in the ring with the sort of mm. facial expressions, the mannerisms and and that kind of thing. It it's just I think there needs to be more of that and less like sort of just Goldberg in somebody like, oh, here's a jobber. Here's Wardlow. Let's beat this guy up. And then that's it. It's like the, it doesn't really. I, th- I think they've done him. A, a, to be fair, I think they've done him a bit dirty with the booking. I don't think it's all on him. I, th- I think mm, it's. Sure. <laughs> it's it's kind of. That sometimes it feels like with some wrestlers they don't know what to do with them and yeah. and i think because people as well to a point have input into their character i i think sometimes if you don't put anything forth yourself well you the booker will do it for you and then you're like generic wrestler number four yeah but then you look at something like um the hardy party ethan page storyline which like seems to have been something that they started cooking up on like dark. Yeah, I miss <laughs> and then, dark. I miss dark, and then has, but it's now become like this this big storyline in the main show, and like it's quite silly. I deeply love it, like presenting Ethan Page with some bedazzled shorts as a token of your 
like lying friendship like just delightful it was it was fun and then that's the thing they because thing is because they built that on dark and a lot of people are like well i'm not watching dark and it's like oh well mm. all right then but you can't complain that you don't understand something yeah, when you're just not watching it. When you're not bothering to, to watch. watch. Yeah, it's like oh, literally, God, it's I mean, so you, don't even, you don't even have to watch the whole episode. You could just go to that bit and figure out yeah. what's going on. It's not hard. But I think that's that's one of the things that bothers me. It's like if it doesn't happen on Dynamite, then it doesn't matter. And it's like, yeah. well, well, it does, though. It, it kind of does. I mean, you can't complain that you don't know things if you're only watching like one show out of yeah. everything. And just choosing to ignore the rest of it. I mean, the same, it's it's the same with Rampage. I mean, yeah. That was sort of, I think originally it was meant to be kind of a carryover from Dynamite, but it gets sort of half the viewers. So now they're sort of like, well, it gets half the viewers. So we can't carry on things that were going on on Dynamite because half the audience aren't watching. And then the next week, if we carry it on, they're not going to get it. That I, I think the problem with, with, rampage though as well is that it's on at a really weird time it's on at like 10 i think in america um which is i mean it's on at four in the morning here and i still watch (laughs) it but it's it's one of those it's like they just can't be arsed with it now because it's only getting half the viewers so it's a shame it it is because it could be used as a a sort of it's sort of a place to carry on storylines from dynamite but if like i say if only half the audience are watching it it makes that difficult and but what they're doing with it at the minute is just having bangers yes yeah no no storyline required really literally i just yeah maybe they use it as like a developmental thing but like I I was gonna say i really wanted us to to talk about rampage on this podcast as well as dynamite because I'm still, yeah, like I say, I'm still watching them all. I mean, I, I watch yeah. them in the morning when I get up, but <laughs> fight TV. Um, yeah, but like, but this week there was, you know, there was Chaos versus United Empire. And obviously, uh, as yeah. you may have gathered by this point, <laughs> it's all I want in the world. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, you can't, I don't know how it, it's so we get to a point where people see that on a card and go, Oh, I'm not going to bother. Like, I don't. I don't understand that at all. Okay. Like, I don't understand that. But that's the other. An, another. Another thing that kind of goes back to your point about um, if you lose, you're not necessarily buried. Like, because I replied to someone on Twitter today who was saying, uh, like, you know, best friends fans will never know happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I know who that is as well. I saw the tweet. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't care if they win. I just want to see them. I just want to see my little guys. That's the other thing is that I'm the same. Like, I, d- I don't care if they win or they lose as long as they're on the telly and I get to yeah. watch them do their thing. Like, Obviously, I would really, really love for Chuck Taylor to get a win one day. Of one course, day. yeah. And I would like him to stop having to eat the pins as well. That would be Yes, nice. which he hasn't done the last twice I've seen him wrestle because he's been in a, in a tag team with Rocky and Rocky has very kindly uh, eaten oh, the pins for him. I love Thanks, Rocky. Rocky. So I good. Love Rocky. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you know, like I'm just happy because I feel like for quite a while, like Chuck wasn't really doing much at all. Like he would barely wrestle. He um, wasn't even it, on telly for a while. Well, no, he... wasn't on telly. And when he was, it would be like really fast, and he would just tag out again really fast. But he's been doing lots of wrestling lately, and that makes me happy. It's been good. It's because they've been. Um, I mean, they've been mostly on Rampage, but I mean. We watch Rampage, so we're laughing, yeah. you know. They were on Dynamite two weeks ago. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, they were, yeah. Who were they against on? <laughs> Don't ask me that. Uh, didn't they get murdered by Blackpool Combat Club? Oh, yes, they did, they because did, Wheeler Utah yeah. was beating the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor boy. They, that's the thing. I I love Blackpool Combat Club so much, but it's like whenever the match card comes up, like me and my boyfriend will be watching it, then we'll see who they're against and we'll go, oh, yay. Oh, because <laughs> yeah. you know they're just going to get fucking murked. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. They are. Is, and then and then Mox is going to do a headstand on the turnbuckle for no fucking reason, which was hilarious. <laughs> well, also because it's John Moxley and you're like, 
oh, baby, I think you should get down. I don't know if I don't know if you're safe. <laughs> I don't know. He looked kind of happy. He looked. He did. He did. Himself that he was standing he upside down on a turnbuckle. Bless when I out. first when I first started watching wrestling, I found John Moxley really quite frightening. Like. <laughs> Which is a very weird, like, you know, when he cut when his graphics would come up with all the barbed wire and he'd come up to the audience like shouldering everyone out of the way. And I was like, Oh, he's a bit he's a bit of a scary man. And then I don't know what happened. I just watched more of his stuff and then I was like, Oh, you are so cute. Adorable. <laughs> and he just wanted to give him a hug. And I read his book and I was like, Oh, I love him so much now. <laughs> he's, he's great. He's great. I mean I I've read I haven't read the whole book that's the thing because oh. me me and sitting down reading books is an issue so that. we we've been sort of like said oh we should get the audio book version and listening listen to that because he's been he like narrates it I think he does the whole oh thing. my god I might need that <laughs> that's what I'm thinking I'm thinking that's gonna be fucking hilarious because I mean he he knows how to tell a like spin a yarn as it is so like mm-hmm. you know him regaling us with with tales of his antics I think will will be really entertaining but yeah no I, I think that's the thing because I mean I guess if you've only just started like well not only just started but watch started watching AEW in the pandemic then you weren't really exposed to much like hardcore wrestling I guess nice. But a lot of hardcore wrestlers do just seem like they just cuddly men, cuddly boys. Yeah. And they're, they're really quite lovely outside of that. <laughs> they just like do a really violent job, uh, <laughs> 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 which is, yeah, it's, but you know, I, I mean, some of them are absolute shits, don't get me wrong. But I mean, a lot of, it seems like a lot of deathmatch guys are just, just big cuddly teddy bears. Bless him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh god we're off topic again right hold on okay what did you make of the Aubrey Karen Jarrett assorted extras match it was fine it was it was I thought it was a bit of fun I enjoyed it I thought you know it was Mark Briscoe got on the telly which is always good because he's amazing I love him he's so funny um (laughs) and but it's it just it was what it was. I mean, it it did what it was there to do, and Aubrey got the win, and and that was pretty cool. But I, the way people reacted to that was crazy. Like, yeah, just be. I mean, and some people were just being outright hateful to to like Aubrey, which is no excuse. Wild. I don't understand where that came from at all. I think, but I think it comes back to like some people don't. Some people think this is a sport. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Like they're like, this is disrespectful uh, to these athletes who've trained so hard, and you're like, no, but you don't understand. It's like theatre. <laughs> it's like, like a play. It is. It it's is. Like... <laughs> this is the thing. My my thing with wrestling is like it's a soap opera with people getting hit with chairs. Yes. So it to me that isn't. It doesn't take anything away from it. Like. No. Uh, the silly stuff like people, there's some people who get really offended by the silly stuff um namely another guy with a podcast um <laughs> the, but to me wrestling has always been inherently silly there is mm-hmm. a lot of very silly shit in wrestling and that's going back to the 80s and it's sort of almost like they've got rose tinted glasses about what it used to be like mm. you know and it's like it's just guys back then sort of oh I remember when wrestling looked real and you go back to it and watch it and it's it's like dudes are in their like early 20s but they've got no air and they look like <laughs> the dad and it's, yeah. it's sort of knocking out double axe handles off the turnbuckle and it you know it's I don't I don't know there is I think it's very much like there's a nostalgia goggles element mm-hmm. to that because if you go back and look at some of the stuff, it's like that. It didn't look like a real fight. It didn't. It's nonsense. Like, I think maybe with the the sort of stuff he's going back to, like the territory stuff. Then there was a thing. Uh, oh, Dark Side of the Ring that was on this week um, about the Graham family. And then there was a thing where it was like someone was being told 
to, oh, you've got to lay your shit in or you're getting fired. So basically, like, this guy went out and beat the shit out of somebody so he wouldn't get fired. Yikes. Yeah. Which is like, I don't I don't want to go back to that. Like, no, I don't I, want that. No, I want everybody to, I mean, yeah, obviously it hurts. Obviously, there's, you know, there's risks to be taken and things. But I don't watch wrestling to see someone legitimately get the shit beaten out of them. That mm. If I wanted that, I would watch like UFC or something like that. You know, it, it's that's not what I'm there for. I'm there to be sort of entertained. And it's the yes. fact that it's pretend violence. Well, I say pretend violence, pretend violence. <laughs> and we all yeah. know that everybody sort of, well, in some cases, go backstage, shake hands and have a beer afterwards. I don't need it to feel like real fighting to be entertained. No. And I don't want to think that they really hate each other. Like, that's, I no. don't want that. That's the worst. No, um, no. The, th- the thing that you just said made me think of, like, uh, like I've, I've been a lifelong horror movie fan. Um, and it kind of feels like the same thing in a way. And, like, I want to watch a horror movie. I don't want to watch a snuff video. No, exactly. You know, exactly. like, completely different things. Like, yeah. And that, that feels like the exact same thing that's happening here. No, I get, yeah, no, it does. It, it That makes a lot of sense because it's, it's, like, with horror movies like the gore is very exaggerated and it's all a bit over the top and you know because i sort of i'm not a fan of like torture porn horror where it's like oh we will make this look as realistic as humanly possible Mm, and make it look like somebody's being actually murdered like that's (laughs) that's not for me that i'm more of a fan of like slasher movies which are just ridiculous like you know yeah stupid gore and oh yeah ideally i want monsters as well like if we can yeah. have slime and like i don't know people's heads exploding i'm much happier oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bit of scanners lovely but it's yeah it's yeah that kind of thing it is pretty much the same thing like i i i don't want to watch people literally beating the crap out of each other that's no. that's not why i watch wrestling i watch wrestling for the the storytelling and the action and and the the sort of stuff that comes from the matches afterwards like there's always something to follow on afterwards that and and it's all about furthering the story like the action is there yeah. to further the story and um but you don't get that in in you know, quote unquote, real sports. No, no, <laughs> this is true. Real sports don't have often don't have a satisfying narrative. They don't. They never do. They never do. And and you know, it's it, like I'm watching it for the drama as much as I'm watching it for what they're doing in the ring. It just there is something about wrestling that just tickles that sort of ADHD part of my brain because there's so much going on that it's like my brain will be completely occupied while I'm watching it because you've got the commentary and you've got the action in the ring and and then you're watching out for, especially with, with some people in AEW, you're watching out for the callbacks to other things and references to other matches and, and following on stories that maybe you've forgotten about that happened a little while ago and that, like the way it all ties itself together, like that's, what i'm watching it for i'm not watching it for someone like because i want to watch someone get the shit beaten out of them um but it's yeah but i think that the difference again with like sort of new school wrestling fans and old school wrestling fans like you've got that divide of people who want it to feel like a real fight it's like there's a lot of people who really enjoy sort of mod in terms of modern stuff people who really enjoy work shoots type mm-hmm. stuff and I am not so much into that unless it's a case of everybody's on board with it and it's okay yeah. and you know it's all all right afterwards and and you know obviously not everybody's gonna get along of course they're not but it's when it gets to the point where it's like someone being maybe a bit too personal Mm-hmm. and it becomes a bit uncomfortable like that's when I'm sort of like no oh, I don't know about this like I don't know whether I'm into this kind of thing like we don't necessarily I mean I, it's like you don't want to see how the sausage is made sometimes <laughs> yeah no absolutely um I, which is why I think all access was an extremely odd thing uh, again like I've never I know um WWE has a lot of 
reality shows connected yeah. to it. But like watching that, just being like, is this in kayfabe? It's not actually showing me anything I want to see about like how things really work behind the scenes, like anything I'm actually curious no. about. It's just a bunch of really weird sort of in character but just a bit awkward stuff i didn't i didn't, that, didn't enjoy yeah it. it was it was a bit a lot of it was like what they call constructed reality yes where yeah. it's like okay you sit like say britain tony Schiavone were having dinner in one <laughs> like, yes go and talk about this yeah. yeah it's like you're gonna sit here and have dinner and have this conversation about this topic and and so it's like it's not like they're reading it from a script or whatever but at the same time it's all a bit stilted and awkward and weird because they're sat there and they're told to talk about a certain thing and which can be difficult sometimes like you know it's not like you're just going to have dinner with your friend and somebody happens to be filming it it's it's all very rigid in the structure of it and another thing as well it was sort of it felt like it was somewhere between kayfabe and not yeah which was another thing that was a bit hard to gauge, like, okay, so is this real or is this not? Or, like, there was the whole beef with um, Ty and Ruby. What was with that? And what was with that one quote that they put in, like, every episode? <laughs> There's one scene from a conversation where she's like, something like, oh, it, maybe maybe if you break my nose once, it's an accident, but if it happens a second time, we're going to have a problem or something. Yeah, and it was, it was like, like, every single episode. Yeah, that's, they do tend to do that as well. They just play the same clip out of context over and over again. And Painful. it's, yeah, I don't know. It, it was just a bit weird. Like they couldn't quite mm-hmm. decide what they wanted to pitch it as. I, it was almost like it was, they couldn't quite decide whether they wanted to do kayfabe or not kayfabe. So they just decided to pitch it somewhere right in the middle of that. Yeah, which was uh, a worse decision than picking either one, I think. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It was it was just a bit... And it felt a bit like we, we're going to try and make people like Sammy. <laughs> I don't dislike Sammy. I don't. I don't at all. <laughs> no, it was like he's, he's you know, he's... He can be a bit of a div sometimes, but you know it. It is what it is. But um, most people can. But it, it, yeah. I don't. I, thing is, there's a whole. There's the whole thing with why people turned on Sammy, and it's a bit uh, unfair, I would say, really, okay. because they had the whole thing where he proposed to his girlfriend in the ring. Ah, uh, this is before my time. I think yeah. was it? Wow. Mm. Okay. It's um it was basically in, in the break this didn't even happen on TV. Um oh. Sammy in the break of one of the shows proposed to his then girlfriend at the time and they were engaged and then a few months after that they split up and then Sammy was dating Ty and um People just seemed to turn on him because of that. And it was almost like, because there was people having a go at him on Twitter for like, oh, well, you've cheated on your girlfriend. And And he's like, how how do you know? A, it's none of your business if he did or he didn't, which is, you know, it's nobody's business. And B, why why are you making that your issue? Like, yeah just butt out of it maybe and it was oh well he shouldn't have put it on tv then and it's like well he didn't he did it in an ad break for one i don't know it was very very weird to me how that all came about it was almost like from some people i would say i'm gonna say something controversial yet Go on. Uh, <laughs> it felt a bit like jealousy in oh, a way yeah, i'm sure because it was like oh, now Sammy's dating this stunningly beautiful woman and he's not one of us anymore, so we don't like him. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's he's not one of us nerds anymore. He's (laughs) a beautiful woman. How dare he? He was never one of you nerds. He's a professional athlete. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Like, no, babes, no. Uh, But, it's yeah, it was all very... The crowd started turning on him for reasons that weren't anything to do with wrestling, which is, Mm. again, another reason why I'm a bit iffy on work shoot stuff. Yeah. 
because it can get to a point where crowds start turning on people because of stuff they've done outside of wrestling or whatever. And I mean, in some cases, that's entirely justified. If they've done something heinous, then obviously, like, you know, that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. But it, it's sort of, I think because there's a bit of a, a bit more of a, a sort of peek behind the curtain now than there used to be. It, mm. It's like people don't solely focus on what's gone on in the ring. It's all about yeah. stuff that's gone on backstage or whatever. And it does take some of the enjoyment out of it for me personally. So I want to end on a positive note and I want to end on a fun note, but our followers are not helping us out with any questions yet, sadly. <sighs> so we're going to just borrow one from Chuck Taylor, which is... <laughs> Uh, who would you who would you kiss from the New Japan Pro Wrestling roster? Oh, uh, <laughs> there's a question. That's a good question. Wow. Um, hm. LP El Fantasmo. He's a cute. He is very cute. He's a cutie. I like him, and and I'm a fan of Canadians. So perfect. <laughs> yeah. Me. There we go. We'll go with LP. Who am I gonna pick? Do you know what? I I Willow Nightingale. Oh yay! She's so beautiful. Yes. I love her so she's much. She's stunning. Oh, she's the best. I love her. <laughs> I was so excited. I stayed up to watch that New Japan show with where she won the strong title, and and I don't. I think that was an audible. I yeah. don't know. I don't know for sure, but I don't think she was meant to win it. I think Mercedes was meant to. But that was so awesome. <laughs> I was like jumping off the couch. I was yeah. so excited. It was brilliant. Love Willow. She's amazing. Yeah, that's that's excellent choice. Hooray! We've ended on, on a happy note. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, if you are listening to this podcast, our two listeners, guaranteed listeners that we have, um, you can <laughs> find us on Twitter because you already know that. But um, I am at Awfully Waffly and you are? I am Wrestle Bollocks. I'm <laughs> see. I'm gonna have to ch- either change my name no, or spell you it. Like you can't. It's bollocks <laughs> with an X. That's <laughs> the name of our podcast. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Do, neither of us can change our usernames now. <laughs> Stuck with it forever. Otherwise, we won't have any sense. But yeah. Um. Hopefully, we will be back again next week. Um. Send us dilemmas and games and like you know fuck marry kill or tell us to choose who we'd save if they're in a burning building or you know yeah. any of that stuff that wouldn't be a good one though because they're wrestlers they could probably get themselves out but you know yeah anyway yeah uh, <laughs> see you next week all right see you next week bye